God, a man, and men. Spiritual Leadership in the Pattern of Moses Spiritual Leadership, Book 7 Written by Zacharias Tanny Fomum Narrated by John H. Feskins Preface The messages in this book were preached during two leadership courses in the city of Yaoundé in the years 1979 and 1980. They are produced here just as they were prepared for those meetings. There was no thought in our minds then that they would ever go into print or be recorded. God has, however, confirmed many of the things that he led us to share with his people then, and we feel led to put them into book and audiobook form and share them with as many of his children as he will allow us to. God calls to spiritual leadership all who make spiritual progress. All believers are called to be spiritual leaders. Some will lead one person, others will lead ten people, and others still will lead one thousand, and so forth. You are a spiritual leader. Someone is looking up to you to lead him to Christ or to lead him along the Christian way. You must become and continue to be the leader that God meant you to be. God has called you to lead one, two, ten, one hundred, one thousand or more people. He has called you to lead them out of the captivity of sin and self into the fullness of the obedient and sanctified life. In order to do and finish your job, you must be rightly related to him. Spiritual leadership is conditioned on a profound and intimate knowledge of God. The spiritual leader is a man hungry for God, a seeker after God. Without a deep and intimate knowledge of God, any leadership that is exercised is merely based on natural talent, and this can never satisfy the heart of God. Leadership is conditioned on a life sacrificed, spent, and sold out for others. Without this, a man may just be a seeker after God. As a result of this investment in others, a seeker after God also becomes a seeker of men. This is spiritual leadership. God gives limitless authority to those whom he places in leadership. He backs them without any reservation, but judges them with the greatest severity. Divine privileges carry with them great responsibilities. All who are called by God to leadership must walk carefully before him lest they be disqualified. Victory is possible for the obedient leader. Be one such. These messages are sent out with prayer that the Lord would use them to reach out to the needs of some in the body of his Son. They are sent out with prayer that the Lord would use them to encourage those who are called to leadership in the ministry of the bride of his son. 11th October, 1987. Zacharias Tani Fomum, BP 6090 Yaoundé, Cameroon. God does not just appoint leaders at random. 
leaders are appointed to God's specifications. First of all, there must be a situation. A situation. In the case of Moses, the situation was caused by the death of the king of Egypt and the resulting suffering of the children of Israel. The Bible says, In the course of those days the king of Egypt died, and the people of Israel groaned under their bondage and cried out for help, and their cry under bondage came up to God. Exodus chapter 2 verse 23 Their cry did not only come up to the Lord, God heard it. The Bible says, continuing from Exodus chapter 2 verse 23 to verses 24 and 25, And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God saw the people of Israel, and God knew their condition. God becomes one with the situation. There can be a situation with which God does not identify. Such a situation is more or less useless. However, the situation at hand was different. God became one with it. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 3 verse 7, Then the Lord said, I have seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings. It is a wonderful thing to have God identify with a situation. God says, I have seen, I have heard, and I know. These are the words that indicate involvement. Man can see, hear, and know, yet remain uninvolved. But how wonderful our God is! He cares and he is involved. Glory be to his holy name. God takes moves to do something about it. The Lord said in Exodus chapter 3 verse 8, And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. God is no dreamer. He acts. I have come down to deliver them are words of action. They tell of how far-reaching the move is. He is personally involved in the beginning and is at the center of it. So, here we come face to face with a work whose originator is God. This is a holy work. All work which has God as originator is God's work. All other work that does not so originate is, at best, man's work. God did not only originate the work, he gave it very clearly defined traits. It was not a general work. Here we see a number of things about a work of God. 1. God's work is first of all a deliverance work, to deliver out of the land of Egypt, out of the bondage of Egypt, out of the Egypt of sin and the old life, out of the bondage of sin and sinful habits. So God wants people to be brought up out of the bondage of sin. 
This is God's primary purpose for all men, deliverance from sin and the products of sin. Two, God's work goes beyond deliverance. It includes granting new position, a new status. He brings up out of the Egypt of sin and he brings to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. The new life in Christ into which the young convert is brought is nothing less than a good life, a life flowing with milk and honey. Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. John chapter 10 verse 10. Thank you for reading this book. If you have any question and or need help, do not hesitate to contact us through ztfbooks at cmfionline.org. If the book has blessed you, then we would also be grateful if you leave a positive review at your favorite retailer. ZTF Books, through Christian Publishing House, CPH, offers a wide selection of best-selling Christian books in print, ebook, and audiobook formats on a broad spectrum of topics, including marriage and family, sexuality, practical spiritual warfare, Christian service, Christian leadership, and much more. Visit us at ztfbooks.com to learn more about our latest releases and special offers. And thank you for being a ZTF book listener. Finally, we would like to recommend to you another book in this series, The Cross in the Life and Ministry of the Believer. The author, Z.T. Fomum, is convinced that the cross is at the center of the believer's life and ministry. Therefore, each member of the body of Christ should experimentally know the cross in his life so that the Holy Spirit can act freely on him. The theological dimension of this book is indisputable. The author speaks thereof, the inheritance of redemption by the cross, the defeat of Satan, the faith of the believer, and the crucified self. He teaches on the Logos and Rima of God. He talks about the cross and believers who have experienced the cross, world domination, dominion, soul winning, discipleship, disciple-making, women's ministry, and local church planting. So, we realize that it is under the great burden of telling all, or almost all, that this book was written. Indeed, the author admits, I felt that I had a responsibility before the Lord and before His people to say everything I had on my heart. This book is essential and would bring you into a God-given inheritance in Jesus Christ. Very important. If you have not yet received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to receive him. Here are some steps to help you. Admit that you are a sinner by nature and by practice, and that on your own you are without hope. Tell God you have personally sinned against Him in your thoughts, words, and deeds. Confess your sins to Him, one after another, in a sincere prayer. Do not leave out any sins that you can remember. 
truly turn from your sinful ways and abandon them. If you stole, steal no more. If you have been committing adultery or fornication, stop it. God will not forgive you if you have no desire to stop sinning in all areas of your life, but if you are sincere, he will give you the power to stop sinning. Believe that Jesus Christ, who is God's Son, is the only way, the only truth, and the only life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. John chapter 14, verse 6. The Bible says, For there is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 5-6 to six. And there is salvation in no one else, apart from Jesus. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts chapter 4, verse 12 But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God. John chapter 1, verse 12 But... Consider the cost of following him. Jesus said that all who follow him must deny themselves. And this includes selfish financial, social, and other interests. He also wants his followers to take up their crosses and follow him. Are you prepared to abandon your own interests daily for those of Christ? Are you prepared to be led in a new direction by him? Are you prepared to suffer for him and die for him if need be? Jesus will have nothing to do with half-hearted people. His demands are total. He will only receive and forgive those who are prepared to follow him at any cost. Think about it and count the cost. If you are prepared to follow him, come what may, then there is something to do. Invite Jesus to come into your heart and life. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door to his heart and life, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 Why don't you pray a prayer like the following one, or one of your own construction as the Holy Spirit leads? Lord Jesus, I am a wretched, lost sinner who has sinned in thought, word, and deed. Forgive all my sins and cleanse me. Receive me, Savior, and transform me into a child of God. Come into my heart now and give me eternal life right now. I will follow you at all costs, trusting the Holy Spirit to give me all the power I need. When you pray this prayer sincerely, Jesus answers at once and justifies you before God and makes you his child. Please write to us, ztfbooks at cmfionline.org, and I will pray for you and help you as you go on with Jesus Christ. About the Author Professor Zacharias Tani Fomum was born in the flesh on 20th June 1945 and became born again on 13th June 1956. On 1st October 1966, he consecrated his life to the Lord Jesus and to his service and was filled with the Holy Spirit on 24th October 1970. 
He was taken to be with the Lord on 14th March 2009. Professor Fomum was admitted to a first class in the Bachelor of Science degree. Graduating as a prize-winning student from Fora Bay College in the University of Sierra Leone in October 1969. At the age of 28, he was awarded a PhD in organic chemistry by the University of Makerere, Kampala, in Uganda. In October 2005, he was awarded a Doctor of Science by the University of Durham, Great Britain. This higher doctorate was in recognition of his distinct contributions to scientific knowledge through research. As a professor of organic chemistry in the University of Yaoundé 1, Cameroon, Professor Fomum supervised or co-supervised more than 100 master's degree and doctoral degree theses and co-authored over 160 scientific articles in leading international journals. He considered Jesus Christ the Lord of Science, for by him all things were created, Colossians chapter 1 verse 16, and scientific research an act of obedience to God's command to subdue the earth, Genesis chapter 1 verse 28. He therefore made the Lord Jesus the director of his research laboratory while he took the place of deputy director and attributed his outstanding success as a scientist to Jesus' revelational leadership. In more than 40 years of Christian ministry, Professor Fomum traveled extensively, preaching the gospel, planting churches, and training spiritual leaders. He made more than 700 missionary journeys within Cameroon, which ranged from one day to three weeks in duration. 500 missionary journeys to more than 70 different nations in all the six continents. These ranged from two days to six weeks in duration. By the time of his going to be with the Lord in 2009, he had preached in over 1,000 localities in Cameroon, sent over 200 national missionaries into many localities in Cameroon, and planted over 1,300 churches in the various administrative provinces of Cameroon. At his base in Yaoundé, he planted and built a megachurch with his co-workers, which grew to a steady membership of about 12,000. Professor Fomum was the founding team leader of Christian Missionary Fellowship International, CMFI an evangelism, soul-winning, disciple-making, church-planting, and missionary-sending movement with more than 200 international missionaries and thousands of churches in 65 nations spread across Africa, Europe, the Americas, Asia, and Oceania. In the course of their ministry, Professor Fomum and his team witnessed more than 10,000 recorded healing miracles performed by God in answer to prayer in the name of Jesus Christ. These miracles include instant healings of headaches, cancers, HIV and AIDS, blindness, deafness, dumbness, paralysis, madness, and new teeth and organs received. Professor Fomum read the entire Bible more than 60 times, read more than 1,350 books on the Christian faith, and authored over 150 books to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Five million copies of these books are in circulation in 12 languages, as well as 16 million gospel tracts in 17 languages. Professor Fomum was a man who sought God. He spent between 15 minutes and 6 hours daily alone with God in what he called daily dynamic encounters with God. During these daily dynamic encounters with God, he read God's Word, meditated on it, listened to God's voice, heard God speak to him, recorded what God was saying to him, and prayed it through.
He thus had over 18,000 daily dynamic encounters with God. He also had over 60 periods of withdrawing to seek God alone for periods that ranged from 3 to 21 days, which he termed retreats for spiritual progress. The time he spent seeking God slowly transformed him into a man who hungered, thirsted, and panted after God. His unceasing heart cry was, Oh, that I would have more of God. Professor Fomum was a man of prayer and a leading teacher on prayer in many churches and conferences around the world. He considered prayer to be the most important work that can be done for God and for man. He was a man of faith who believed that God answers prayer. He kept a record of his prayer requests and had over 50,000 recorded answers to prayer in his prayer books. He carried out over 100 prayer walks of between 5 and 47 kilometers in towns and cities around the world. He and his team carried out over 57 prayer crusades, periods of 40 days and nights during which at least 8 hours are invested into prayer each day. They also carried out over 80 prayer sieges, times of near non-stop praying that ranges from 24 hours to 120 hours. He authored the Prayer Power Series, a 13-volume set of books on various aspects of prayer, supplication, fasting, intercession, and spiritual warfare. He started prayer chains, prayer rooms, prayer houses, national and continental prayer movements in Cameroon and other nations. He worked with leaders of local churches in India to disciple and train more than two million believers. Professor Fomum also considered fasting as one of the weapons of Christian spiritual warfare. He carried out over 250 fasts ranging from three days to 40 days, drinking only water or water supplemented with soluble vitamins. Called by the Lord to a distinct ministry of intercession, he pioneered fasting and prayer movements and led in battles against principalities and powers obstructing the progress of the gospel and God's global purposes. He was enabled to carry out three supra, long fasts of between 52 and 70 days in his final years. Professor Fomum chose a lifestyle of simplicity and self-imposed poverty in order to invest more funds into the critical work of evangelism, soul winning, church planting, and the building up of believers. Knowing the importance of money and its role in the battle to reach those without Christ with the glorious gospel, he and his wife grew to investing 92.5% of their earned income from all sources, salaries, allowances, royalties, and cash gifts, into the gospel. They invested with the hope that, as they grew in the knowledge and the love of the Lord and the perishing souls of people, they would one day invest 99% of their income into the gospel. He was married to Prisca Zay Fomum, and they had seven children who are all involved in the work of the gospel, some serving as missionaries. Prisca is a national and international minister, specializing in the winning and discipling of children to Jesus Christ. She also communicates and imparts the vision of ministry to children with a view to raising and building up ministers to them. The professor owed all that he was and all that God had done through him to the unmerited favor and blessing of God and to his worldwide army of friends and co-workers. He considered himself nothing without them and the blessing of God and would have amounted to nothing but for them. All praise and glory to Jesus Christ.
This has been God, a man, and men. Spiritual Leadership in the Pattern of Moses Spiritual Leadership, Book 7 Written by Zacharias Tanny Fomum Narrated by John H. Feskins Copyright 1987 by Zacharias Tanny Fomum Copyright 1987 by Zacharias Tanny Fomum